So that takes us to Ezra chapter 9. Amen. So those, those of us that were not here last week, at least you have had a little bit of review. When you go back home, you'll be able to know where to start from. Amen. Ezra chapter 9. This is Ezra opposing or opposes intermarriage. Ezra's prayer about intermarriage. After these things, after what thing? After these things, that is after the report of what we have just discussed about chapter 8. After these things have been done, the leaders came to me and said, The people of Israel, including the priests and the Levites, have not kept themselves separate from the neighboring people with their detestable practices. If you read from the beginning of uh, uh, the Bible, you will see that this detestable thing has always been happening. Nehemiah also made reference to it. Even he told us about a great king that was great, King Solomon, also involved himself in this. If you read the book of Judges in that chapter 3, the people that they were asked not to intermarry with, they also were part of this uh, great thing that they were doing. So it has been from history. Even in the book of Nehemiah, if you can put it on the screen, Nehemiah chapter 10, uh, yeah, Nehemiah chapter 10, I think verse 30, it talked about how the people repented. And they said they would not, they, they gave themselves up to doing this thing, but yet, you can see according to their history, as we go on and on in their history, the people continue to do what God asked them not to do. May God give us a heart of obedience in Jesus' name. The Bible says obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. So sometimes we are, we are told something, we repent, and then may God not let us go back to our vomit. He says, the people of Israel, including the priests and the Levites, have not kept themselves separate from the neighboring peoples with their detestable practices, like those of the Canaanite, Hittite, Perizzite, Jebusite, Ammonite, Moabite, Egyptians, and Amorites. They have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons and have mingled, uh, uh, and have mingled the holy race with the people around them. They have intermarried. Like we are telling the people, according to the, uh, Paul, he said, be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And yet people are still uh, unequally yoked. Do not do this. Yes, people are still doing it. Even there are unbelieving, this is my own way of putting it, there are unbelieving believers that are in the church. They will come and join you in the church. By the time you know it, they come and take wives here. By the time you know it, they come and take husbands. All in the name of dragging them to the world. And there are some people that are like Samson and Delilah. Marry her for me, I like her. When they are telling you, you cannot stand this. No, hey, don't worry, the only ghost to teach me. Paul has written it in Corinthians. The, uh, my lifestyle will affect the other person's lifestyle. No, that's not what we are talking about. Be few, some people, through business, let's relate it to our day-to-day activities. Some will say, ah, it's my business partner. There is no way you can drag me into the world. I'm going to drag that person. Make sure that you are strong in the Lord. That you are rooted in the Lord when you have business partners outside. Because that's the way it's coming to me. Because in those days too, when you read the history of the children of Israel... They were trading with them. And because they have partners that are unbelievers, before you know it, greed has come in. They have dragged them into uh, a greed. They have dra- uh, uh, driven them into a lot of practices 
because of business partners. So when you are choosing your business partner, know that you are strong if you have to go to choose them in the world so that they don't pull you into the world. Amen? The people of Israel, including the priests, you can see the priests and the Levites. Remember that these are the, the Levites are the ones that they camped. And when they, were to, when they started the journey, after the king had voluntarily given them to go and support Ezra, they were the ones that they camped in that chapter 8. And here again, these are the Levites and the priests that have joined to do evil in the sight of the Lord. They have not kept themselves separate from the neighboring people with their detestable practices, like those of the Canaanites and all the rest of that, that are all the nice nights that I've mentioned. It takes us to verse 2. They have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons and have mingled the holy race. Just know that we are holy people, peculiar people that have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. I want us to underline that holy race. We are holy people. You remember, you can relate that to the word consecrated. We are not just ordinary. The more we know that we are not ordinary, that we are consecrated to God, the more we will not live a, a wrong life. The more we will not mingle ourselves with unbelievers. He said they have taken some of their daughters as wives for themselves and their sons and have mingled the holy race with the people around them. And the leaders and officials have led the way in this unfaithfulness. How did the leaders and the officials, I can relate that to you in our day-to-day life. The type of lifestyle we live, parents, you rush your children into what they are not supposed to do. Ah, you are, you are, you are running late. Can I not look a wife? Naomi too did it now. So let me look for a wife for you or let me look for a husband for you. Then you are doing it. He said, leaders and the, and the officials have led the way in this unfaithfulness. They are the ones that have misled their people. They are the ones that have led this type of lifestyle. Do you understand? So as leaders, we must be very, very careful in the advice that we give to our people. And the Lord will encourage us. Say, leaders have led the way in disobedience. When you are disobedient as a leader, then your children follow. When you are disobedient as, a, as, a, as an MD, then your, your subordinate follows. Leaders are the ones that have taken the lead. So leaders, we must be very careful in all the decisions that we make in our lives. Leaders, parents, must be very, very careful in the type of decision that we make regarding our children. Leaders, you are the one that tell lies, and now the children follow. You are the one that is at home on Wednesday and Tuesday, and we phone you in the church. Thank God, maybe your daughter, your son was there. Ah, why didn't we see you last week? Ah, no, 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 mom, we were watching uh, a program. Leaders are the one that keep on telling lies. Then their children will master lying. May that not be a portion in Jesus' name. When I heard this. Uh, Ezra's reaction very, very uh, touching. He says, when I had this, I tore my tunic and cloak. How many of you have heard about the things that are going on all around you? The young boy said something about fast. They were not fasting for prosperity or anything. He was, he was, he tore his clothes. He humbled himself. He prayed for the life of people. 
You know, I keep on watching the news and I'm not really very happy. They were debating when I was coming down here now about the people that drowned, about over 800 that drowned and the rest of that. People are phoning in to suggest different kinds of things. What's our heart about all these things? Do you ever think about it that if it's you and I, we will also try to want to survive somewhere. And we are told the lie. So we use everything that we have all to come to Europe. You know, we, are, we cannot blame them. We only have to be merciful and then pray that God should intervene. When Ezra heard about all these things that were doing, intermarriage among believers and unbelievers, trading business, doing wrong things, did we not sit down and be judging? Ezra did not sit down and judge. He tore his clothes. He said, when I had this, I tore my tunic and cloak, pulled my hair, which is a style of those days, amen, pulled his hair from my head and bared and sat down appalled. Then everyone who trembled at the words of the, of, of the God of Israel gathered around, around me. Everyone, I want you to underline that, everyone who trembled at the words of the God of Israel. Everyone, underline it. These are the right lead, uh, uh, leading men. Amen. When they heard about this thing, when they saw their leader not unhappy, they didn't add more to the sorrow. They joined to help. And these can be some of the leading men that you have been studying about. And he said, when they heard the words of God of Israel, they gathered around me because of this unfaithfulness of the exiles. How many of us are bowing down, humbling ourselves because of the unfaithfulness of members? Because of unfaithfulness of this generation? You know, the other day we were uh, discussing a marriage. I was appalled, I'm telling you, for the, the, you know, my heart soared, you know. People asking questions that they are not supposed to ask. It really touched my heart. How many of you will just take it as ordinary joke and then we joke about marriage and we go? How many of you have sat down since that time and thought about it and been praying about it? I'm praying for our young ones. I'm praying for our marriage too. You know, people asking style of relationship. You don't need to ask it. Holy Ghost will teach you all things. I won't want my husband to explain that to anybody. You must go and find your own style. Amen. It, it, it's, it's a bitter thing in my heart. When Ezra had all these things that were going on among the people, because we can relate it to our own way of life. What do you do? Do you sit down there? I possibly need to explain it. And you begin to run commentary on it. Or you want to sit down and say, what a generation with the type of church that we are raising, with the type of word that is coming up from this pulpit. Yes, people have this question. Yes, you can ask questions. But there are some questions to me. I don't know. Apostles, uh, to me, they are silly. They are silly questions. Ezra, the pain, and that is the pain that I carry myself, and I'm praying for the church. A church that we spend, all, sometimes I don't sleep because of this church. I wake up, nobody's waking me up, because Holy Ghost have to wake me up, because I have great responsibility upon my neck. And I cannot sleep. I know a lot of people are enjoying their sleep, and when I hear things like that, I think, is God answering my prayer? I want leading men and women to join me in this prayer. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's why we are studying the book of Ezra. So Ezra had pain. And in his pain, people rallied around him and they were praying with him. He said, then everyone trembled at the words of God of Israel. 
God, everyone that trembled at the words of the God of Israel gathered around me because of this unfaithfulness of the exiles. And I sat there appalled until the evening sacrifice. Just waiting, 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 waiting. Until the time of worship. Until the time that we come together to pray again. Waiting, waiting. So that in uh, prayer meeting I can lead prayer. Prayer, sensible prayer. To be able to cut down this thing. They were waiting for the evening sacrifice. Waiting for the time of worship. Waiting for, this, uh, for, 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 uh, for, for the evening worship. He sat down there thinking and uh, pounding this in his heart. Then at the evening sacrifice, I'm happy. I want you to underline that evening sacrifice. That shows you the type of person that Ezra was. He's somebody that don't joke with, with, the, with the service of God. When they say meet here at 7, is there at 7 o'clock. And he said he was waiting for that uh, opportune time to go and pray again. He was waiting for that opportune time to go and fellowship. He said, when I heard this, I told my two... No, 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 no. Then at the evening sacrifice, I rose, verse 5, I rose from my self-abasement with my tunic and cloak torn and fell on my knees with my hands spread out to the Lord my God and, and prayed. That shows you, this is an act of prayer. Some will ask you, how do we pray? Do we stand praying? Do we close our eyes? Do we... You don't need to ask questions when you read the word of God. Amen. Let's do it Ezra style. Let's not do it our own style. That when people are praying, you are looking at this person, you are looking at that person. You carry your children very around. You did not see your child. And come on, pray, pray, pray. It's not time to be watching. It's not time to be a those little things that you give to them. Let's do it Ezra style. When your when your child or whoever stands with you see you demonstrate the act of prayer, I tell you, nobody will come and talk rubbish by you. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Let's underline that it's an act of prayer. If it takes you to be like this, some of us we are overweight and to carry us up is difficult. So let's jog it around and make sure that we are lighter. Hallelujah. Because whatever somebody like that cannot need. We don't know Ezra's age here. We're not old. But at the same time, he knelt down, spread out. It's another good exercise for you, my dear. If you wake up in the morning, kneel down and do like this. You know that something has come out of your body. So let's use that Ezra style. Sometimes you can manage it to be doing aerobics and everything. It works well. By the time you carry your hand up like this. You remember in those days when they punish you? Do you know that those punishments are, they are, they are exercises? In my own time, you stoop down. One finger like this on the floor and one leg at the back. And then you, uh, they say, yeah, that is it. Sometimes we are, there are people, they are, we are doing a little bit of palate and we think we are the punishment. It's punishment, but at the same time, you are gaining. Amen. And Ezra style too is aerobics anyway. Let's put it that way. So when you remember some of these jokes, you know that you can do that uh, Ezra style. Amen. So we will be kneeling down, putting two hands up. When you are praying, know that you are doing a little bit of aerobics as well. And I fell on my knees with my hands spread out to the Lord my God and prayed. Look at Ezra's prayer. Oh God, oh my God, I am too ashamed and disgraced to lift up my face to you, my God, because our sins are higher than our heads, and our guilt has reached to the heavens from the days of our forefathers until now. Our guilt has been great because of, of, of our sin. Because of our sins, we and our kings and our priests have been subjected to the sword and captivity to pillage and humiliation 
that is to bondage and humiliation at the hands of foreign kings as it is today. Look at the way Ezra constructed uh, uh, his prayer. He didn't consult his... Um, um, oh, what is this word I'm looking for? He did not construct his prayer by being selfish or self-centered. We have all read about Ezra. He's a man of the word. He's a man that loves to pray. He's a man that loves everything, you know, to do anything about God. But look at the way he constructed his prayers. He said, we. Is he supposed to put himself there? He didn't pray like the Pharisees. When you read the book of Matthew, go and read the prayer of the Pharisees. He didn't pray like the Pharisees we pray when Jesus taught them how to pray in that book of Matthew chapter 6. Ha, ah, look at this, look at that. I give my money to the poor. I did this, I did that. I'm not part of them. I'm not. He didn't pray the prayer of the Pharisees. Do you understand? In his construction, he actually included himself. Because once everybody has seen, he's, he's part of them. Amen? And he, he constructed his prayer by including himself. He didn't take himself out. Amen? He said, we and our kings. I want you to underline that place. We and our kings and our priests have been subjected to the sword and captivity. To pillage and humiliation at the hands of foreign kings as it is today. But now, for a brief moment, the Lord our God has been gracious in leaving us a remnant and giving us a firm place in his sanctuary. And so our God gives light to our eyes. Look at his praising God here. And a little relief in our bondage. Though we are slaves, our God has not deserted us in our bondage. He has shown us kindness in the sight of the kings of Persia. You people that act play, please. When I'm reading this, what I'm seeing is that I want you to act play on this Ezra. Hallelujah. He has granted us new life to rebuild the house of our God and repair its ruins. And he has given us a wall of protection in Judah and Jerusalem. But now, O our God, what can we say after this? For we have disregarded the commands. I want you to underline that. Are we not doing the same today? Disregarding the commands. You gave through, a, uh, through your servant, the priest, uh, the prophet, when you said, The land you are entering to possess is a land polluted by the corruption of his people. By their detestable practices, they are filled with their impurity from one end to the other. And I can see God saying that the job you are about to go into is a polluted type of job. Be very careful. Amen? Because you can't say God has given you a job, you won't go and walk. You have to walk. But this have been, this job, they have been polluted. But watch out. I see God warning. Amen? Therefore, do not give... This is Ezra repeating in his prayer. Amen? So don't get it wrong. Therefore, do not give your daughter in marriage. These are God's warning. For them. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. In the church, you are guided. In your homes, parents are guided. Don't do that. Too much love. I can't, I can't stand it anymore. Too much love. Too much love. Too much love. Ezra was reminding God about their disobedience. 
He says here, But now, O our God, what can we say after this? For we have disregarded the commands. Underline that. You, the command you gave through your servant, the prophets, when you said, The land you are entering to possess is a land polluted by the corruption of his peoples. By their detestable practices, they have filled it with their impurity from one end to the other. Therefore, do not give your daughters in marriage to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. Do not seek a treaty of friendship with them. Don't even dare it. To sign treaty or seek treaty. Amen. Amen. At any time that you may be strong and eat the good things of the land and leave it to your children as an everlasting inheritance. I want you to, to underline that. It's serious as that. You remember we read in one place there, one generation will commend, that's the apostle giving us from Psalm 145. One generation will commend your work. If you don't heed to God's warning, if you, if, you are, if, you, if you as a mother, if you as a father, or as parents or leaders that are leading in various capacities, refuse to lead your children, it will not help them in the future. He said the reason why God has given them this, Ezra was repeating it to God, was so that their children can be strong. That you may be strong and eat the good things of the land. And leave it to your children as an, inherit- as an everlasting inheritance. There are many that their families are not strong. Once they depart, their families will be shattered. There are churches that the leaders are not leading them the way they live. Once they die, the work is, 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 is not settled. Nobody can carry on the vision anymore. May God help us in being obedient to, to the word of God. A lot of us have signed treaty. With people that we are not supposed to sign treaty. We have intermarried with people that we are not supposed to marry. We have done great things. We have, we have joined business with people that we are not supposed to join business with. And they have drawn us back. And this is affecting our generation. A lot of us are backsliding. We have not led our children well. We have backslidden and made our children to backslide. And make our children to be committing sin and upon, upon sin. Because of our lifestyle. May the Lord help us. But Ezra reminded God on what God, God's covenant concerning them. He said, you told us that we must not sign treaty or, or, or friendship with, with all these enemies, with all these foreigners, at any time. So that we may be strong. Why? So that they can be strong in the things of God and eat the good things. Say for we eat the best of the land. Hallelujah. If we want to eat the best of the land and the land to come in the future, we must follow these uh, decrees. And leave it to your children as an everlasting inheritance. What has happened to us is as a result of evil deeds and our great guilt. And yet, our God, you have punished us less than our sins have deserved. And have given us a remnant like this. He was still great, showing God that he was still grateful on behalf of the people. Even though we have gone this far, but you have drawn us back. And your mercy has been upon us. Shall we again break your commands and intermarry with the peoples who commit such detestable practices? Will you not be angry enough with us to destroy us? 
leaving us no remnant or survivor. O Lord, God of Israel, you are righteous. We are are left this day as a remnant. Here we are before you in our guilt. Though because of it, not one of us can stand in your presence. That is Ezra's prayer for you. Ezra did not come out and say that, God, you know I love your word. It's only the people. Ezra did not demonstrate, you know, with anger, like Moses did, with the Ten Commandments, because I'm teaching that in the Shiloh Pillar right now. Uh, cathedral, that is for cathedral now, yes. And when he came back, he saw the people carved image. What did he do? He not through the, uh, in anger, destroy the word of God. Ezra did not allow anger. Amen. What lesson does that teach us? We must not allow anger in anything that we do. Even when people do anything to us, we should forgive immediately and move on. Amen. Because if you allow anger, look at Ezra. With all these things, he didn't allow anger. He in his prayer included himself, Lord, when your children commit sin, it's you that have committed that sin. You can't get yourself out of it. Unless this teach us as leaders, example. In anything that we do, we must be able to beg for the sin of the people. Amen. We must continue to beg because when, when anything happens to the children, to our children, it happens to us. That's why you see me, I'm so concerned about the lifestyle in this church because God has given me that grace to be the mother of this place. And I will carry the load successfully in Jesus' name. That's why I cannot keep quiet. That's why I will call your children, I will call these, yes, I cannot rebuke them, but I will call them to tell them the real thing. They can kill me for that. So as mature once in the household of faith. Let us follow this Ezra style and help in bringing God's work so to, to, to a successful stage in Jesus' name. That takes me to my note in chapter 9, from chapter 9. Ezra's prayer about intermarriage. Ezra found the people, uh, Ezra found the temple rebuilt with the lives of the people in shambles. This is the temple that has been rebuilt. But the life of the people were what? In shambles and disaster. They were in the mess. The Jews have not obeyed, obeyed God's law, which he has taught them. Look at the time of Nehemiah. He taught them the word of God. They came, they repent. Yet, they, they went back again. We are talking about their great children. Because they have not left a good legacy. So it has affected the children. May we leave a good legacy for our children in Jesus' name. The Jews have not obeyed God's laws, the law, and separating themselves from the nations around them who worship false gods and practice evil acts. You can write this down for reference when you get back home. Exodus 34, 11 to 16. Go and read it. You'll be able to see that this thing has begun from generation to generation. Deuteronomy chapter 7. And you can also put it on the board there so that people can see. Deuteronomy 7, verse 2 to 6. Deuteronomy 18, chapter 18, verses 9 to 13. And the book of Judges. Chapter 3, verses 5 to 7. 
or verse 5 to 7, sorry. 1 Kings chapter 11, 1 to 8. I highlighted it in my book, in my note here. The Jews are God's special people. Like you have read about the, that consecration. They must not involve themselves to practice the culture and the detestable practices of other nations or other worlds. Or the world. Other nations or the world. Because we are holy priests to peculiar people. We have been delivered from the world according to the book of Ephesians. The, the way, the lifestyle, Ephesians chapter 2. The lifestyle we used to live, we have been delivered from it. How come we go back to it? So the Jews are special people. These are my notes. Asterisk. They must not involve themselves to practice the culture and the detestable practices of other nations or of the world in our day to day. They must also be blameless before God. The Jews are people holy to the Lord and God has chosen them out of all the other peoples on the face of the earth to be his own people. And he mentioned to them that they are his treasured possession. That's Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 6. Just know it. Know that you are, you are a treasure in the hands of God. That's why you cannot mismanage your life or do anything to bring shame on God. Or do anything to bring shame to your household. Or do anything to bring shame even to the house of God. 9, 5 to 6. Let us note Ezra's reaction to the sin of the people. What was his reaction to the sins, sins of the people? He prayed and did not eat, but humbled himself before God. Let's look at that Ezra style. His reaction when he heard about the misbe- how his own people are misbehaving. So as parents, we need to fast and pray sometimes for our children. As pastors in the house, we need to fast and pray for the people of God that we are leading. When we begin to see them demonstrate different kinds of attitude, we need to fast and pray until we see something happen. I'm telling you some things that I do with Apostle Williams. And we are seeing changes. Amen? That's why no weapon forged against anyone will prosper. Even against you will not prosper. And every tongue that rises against us, God will raise a standard. In his prayer, 9, 6 to 7, then we can look at chapter 7, verse 10. You can compare that with that, with that 9, chapter 6. 7, for Ezra had devoted himself to the studying and observance of the law of the Lord and to teach his decree and the law in Israel. Let's look at that chapter 6, 9, 6 to 7. Although Ezra did not neglect God's assignment to teach God's law to the people, but in his confession of their, of their, sin, of their sins to God, he included himself. That's why I showed you that scripture in chapter 7, verse 10. A man dedicated to the word of God will be very careful to sin. A man dedicated to, 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 to knowing the scripture, left, right, and center, will be very careful to sin. But yet, he was saying, you can see similarity about him and Jesus there. You are asked to compare with Jesus. 
The Bible says Jesus knew no sin, but he was made sin so that we can become the righteousness of God. He went to the cross of Calvary, not because he sinned. He carried the sin of the whole world upon him, not because he sinned. You understand what I'm saying? So I think Elder Ezra, because of someone that knows the word of God, was able to, to, to also lead by example. In his prayers, 9, 3 to 9, and uh, verse 10 to 15, chapter 9, Ezra referenced how they have seen from the time of their ancestors until now, until that time, and until now that we are still doing the same thing. May the Lord deliver us. What, how did he bring this out? If you look at that 9, 3 to 9, and 9, 10 to 15, he said they have defeated, they have been defeated by foreign kings, that is, their enemies, because of their sins. They have been attacked by sword. In that word, in NIV, he said they have been subject to the sword and the captivity. They have been attacked by sword and taken into exile. That's the only way I can put it right. Their enemies have, have taken their properties and humiliated them until now. That is what happened to anyone that is disobedient to God. The enemy will just come. They'll be destroyed by the sword. That's why everything they own will be destroyed. And you begin to see those things bit by bit. They begin to fall back. The enemy will intervene in their lives. May that not be our portion in Jesus' name. They will be obedient to God and to his words in Jesus' name. Although the Jews have disobeyed God and they had been taken into exile, yet God in his mercy loved and was kind to them and freed them from their enemies. You see in Ezra's prayer, he repeated that in that chapter 9 verse 8. Though they were exiled as slaves, but God did not forsake them in their bondage can continue to see that as he mentioned it began to mention said in one of the places that the land you are entering though they have not even listened to God's instruction but yet God loves them said here we are before you in our guilt amen though because of it not one of us can stand in your presence they still see themselves as disobedient children. Because of this, even though you love us, but we cannot stand. Look at Ezra. This is a prayer of uh, humility. Humbled himself. You will see in that chapter 10, how some of the people, after he has done this, how they emulated him, and how they were able to bring enough solution. I rest my case tonight. In the year 1999, Apostle Alfred Williams was taken to heaven and shown what would occur up until 2015. When asked what would happen after this, the Lord answered powerfully, Behold, I am coming soon. Join Apostle Alfred Williams at the immense 3,000-seater Christ-paved Tabernacle Cathedral, Woolwich, London, in 2015, the year of God's glory. The Lord spoke to me concerning this new year. And He said to me, This year shall be the year that the glory of God shall alight upon the righteous. The glory will be so manifest in the midst of 
shaking that is coming upon the world. I want to encourage everyone in the house here to rule your lifestyle. People are watching you, marking what you do, hearing the things that you say. Let them see Jesus shine through your life like never before. The apostle was shown from January to June, the nations will be shaken. From July to October, the nations will call convocations because of these global events. And then from October onwards, we will see the divine intervention of God on the world. Are you ready for the season of the Lord's return? Of course, the Lord will shake the heavens and the earth. And the desire of all nations will soon visit the earth. We look forward to welcoming you to our beautiful cathedral, Ebenezer Building. This stunning 3,000-seater Gothic masterpiece is a place where you will be inspired, empowered, prepared, and favoured in this year of God's glory. For further information on our incredible venue for hire packages, contact us now. Come to the CFT Cathedral in 2015, the year of God's glory. 186 Power Street, Woolwich, London, SE 18, 6NL. Visit cftchurches.org, call 020-8316-2332. Also over the last 25 years, Christ Faith Tabernacle has expanded across the globe. You can now join us for the explosions that are happening in our satellite churches. Berlin, Germany, Ennis Island, Dublin Island, Limerick Island, Bristol, UK, Birmingham, UK, Chandigarh, India, Mararaba, Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria and Abuja, Nigeria. Come to the CFT Cathedral in 2015, the year of God's glory. 